Hello, Roadrunners. My name is Blake McKee. Welcome to The Runner on the Air. Earlier in the semester, I did an episode on undeclared majors, so I wanted to create a sequel that was specifically focused on changing your major. Now, I was informed that whenever you want to change your major to a different program, such as the Arts and Humanities, the Business and Public Administration, and STEM, there's a slightly different process. So therefore, you talk to three different academic advisors in order to get a detailed account for each program. So without further ado, I give you Christina Ramirez from the Arts and Humanities. SCSUB, where it's a school with a lot of students. We have a lot of incoming freshmen every single semester. You know, it's a very exciting step they're taking towards um, developing their career, making career decisions. But also sometimes you go into the university and you're not quite sure what you want to do. Or uh, furthermore, you may go into the university, think you want to like major in math and become a math teacher and realize you actually want to teach biology, you know, or teach history or X, Y, Z, right? So today's uh, purpose of this interview is I wanted to talk to you, Christina, about um, the process of a student applying to the arts and humanities program okay. if they already declared something in another program. Okay, so it's, um, it's quite simple in our school and I do have to say that uh, arts and humanities is one of the smaller schools out of the four on campus. We're pretty closely aligned with business and public administration, so we are considered the two of the smaller schools. Um, but the way we usually do things is once a student has reached out to the Arts and Humanities Student Center with an interest in one of our programs, um, we like to refer them to a faculty advisor as well as make them an appointment with one of our staff advisors in our center. So we do a two touch point. Um, the first being making sure that they reach out to the faculty advisor who usually is the department chair of the program they are now interested in to okay. establish that rapport, introduce themselves, kind of make sure that this is exactly what they are thinking it is because a lot of the time students will go into something thinking one thing and then when they meet with us or they meet with their faculty advisor, it's something totally different or it's something they expect and they love. So we like to have the two right, right. actions with them um, and we usually do the faculty advisor so that they can establish that rapport with them. They become their mentor. They later on can do letters of recommendation. It's a very positive um, relationship for them. And then on our side of the house in Arts and Humanities Student Center, myself, Adriana and Janine, the three staff advisors, we go over the criteria to meet um, requirements for the graduation check. So we actually do more of the business side of the house, if you will, kind of let okay. them know where they are at that point. Um, if they've transferred over from a business degree, they probably have a lot of similar uh, gen ed that has already been taken. But if they're coming from a science field, they may not have done all of the areas or if they were coming from, you know, different areas. So we always double check and we um, overdo an overview of their general education requirements, all university requirements and the major requirements just to make sure the student is aware of all of the areas that need to be completed now with this new degree. But we're very okay. with them. They get a 30 minute appointment with us. And then depending on when they go to see their faculty advisor now virtually, a lot of it is done via email with our faculty professors. Um, but they still get to have that interaction with 
both faculty and staff advising. Nice. Awesome. That's pretty detailed. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we're very, you know, we're very good at the interaction. I think uh, that's one positive I can say for us is we see every single one of our students, every single undergraduate student in the School of Arts and Humanities has an opportunity every semester to see a faculty advisor and a staff advisor. So we're very lucky in that sense. Not all students get to see both um, in the other schools. A lot of the bigger schools are categorized where they can only see one if, if that. Some of them are put into group advising. So um, when they switch their majors in the other schools, they do things a little bit differently um, than we do here in Arts and Humanities. It's a little more generic, I think, when they have to go to the other centers. They're just kind of doing the paperwork to make sure it goes through. And then at that point, I think it falls on the student to kind of figure out if the, who they need to see, when they need to make those appointments. But we're very hands-on with our students because we want them to feel comfortable coming to a staff advisor and we also want them to feel comfortable with their faculty advisor. Right. So you could argue that the students are po possibly getting a more personal experience through yeah. Um, your program. Yeah, I would definitely say that the personal experience the one-on-one -on -one advising is 100% there with arts and humanities. I know other schools very much want to do that and try to do that. Unfortunately, the amount of students that each of the other schools have, especially social science and education and natural science, mathematics and engineering, there are two bigger schools. They have the ratio of student to advisor is just so overwhelming. They are not able and they're not capable in the time that they have during the day to see every single student. So they've had to resort to group advising and doing a lot of collaborative things with the faculty advisors. Um, so it's a little bit different in the way that they are connecting to those on campus. Okay, good stuff. So an another, I guess my last question for you would be, are there any like loopholes or like hoops that need to be jumped through in order for someone to apply for like the arts and humanities program? Like, are there any like secret, like, oh, you have to go through like five different people or you have to get this paperwork or, you know what I mean? Like hidden terms and conditions? Yeah, no, we actually don't encourage the paperwork to be done. Um, there's some old school methods that the university used to do where they would require a piece of paper to be signed by the department chair, then it would come to the advisor and then we would enter that request to admissions and it was like, four different steps and we've actually taken all of that out and so once a student reaches out to us and we set up that appointment with them with a staff advisor we put the paperwork in for them there's no longer um, that blocker or that um, prevention of them getting everything done or the barrier that they would have to normally get signatures from multiple people we've actually taken that completely out and we process that request on behalf of the student. It goes directly to the registrar's office now and they process that within a week. Wow. So it sounds like a lot of the kind of old bureaucracy has been done away with in order to feel like, make the student feel like they're more in control of their educational experience. Exactly, yes. We definitely have tried to move on to uh, a better method for students. We never want students to feel frustrated or confused or um, they give up because they just don't don't know where to go. We want them to be in control of their own academic career, um, but we're here to help facilitate that. So we always are here to support our students in any way that we can, but we want 
the student to be self-sufficient. We want them to know that they can make those decisions. And as long as they're reaching out to us to let us know and communicating with us, then we can help them get that going. That's, that's great to hear. And I'll just say firsthand, as an arts and humanities student, we, we definitely do appreciate the way y'all run your program. It's pretty nice. You know. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, did you have any uh, closing statements you had uh, before we wrap up? Um, I would just encourage anybody who is interested in an arts and humanities degree, even if it's just a second bachelor's degree or a minor in a field in arts and humanities, I encourage them to reach out to us and um, see what we have to offer because we have a lot of amazing programs that maybe students don't un uh, know that are here with us. So um, definitely encourage them to reach out and um, we'll be more than happy to review uh, where they are in their time to degree and see what that alternative would look like. So those were some words of wisdom from Christina. And now I'm going to transition over to Joey Martinez, who's going to give a rundown of his interview with Dr. John Tarjan from Business and Public Administration. So the switching of majors is something I did quite often at uh, Bakersfield College, as funny as it sounds. Um, I switched my major three times, I think from computer science to business, and then, you know, leaving school for a while and coming back and deciding on communications. And that was all done at Bakersfield College. And I'm very thankful for the guidelines you know, that the counselors helped me out there. Now, while contacting and going to a four-year university like CSUB, I, I talked to Dr. John Tarjan, the CSUB academic senator and the counselor for the School of Business and Public Administration at CSUB. And he broke down the entirety of switching majors at the main three schools at CSUB between arts and humanities, the STEM department, and then the School of Business and Public Administration. He was telling me that a lot of the work that he does is essentially just approving um, students wanting to switch majors within, um, you know, within the different schools. He says a lot of that is done through the counselors before they even reach um, his department, before they even reach his level. A lot of the counselors do kind of weed out what the problems are. His job or the jobs of any of the leaders of the three schools are to essentially make sure that process is as smooth as can be. So whether the student is transferring from another school and let's say Bakersfield College or another four-year university, he wants to make sure, or they want to make sure that the credits all transfers, as many uh, credits can transfer as they can from different schools. So he was saying the only time that they really interfere is if there is a problem with that, because most of the time they are more than willing to uh, change the, the majors uh, just because, you know, everyone switches their mind. I did it three times before I even went to CSUB. Um, but they don't get much involved. A lot of it is done with an, uh, a counselor. Uh, before the pandemic, too, um, a lot of the times they would participate in the advising centers um, just to help with general advising when students would come in. Uh, one example that he used to show that, you know, like where he would step in would be of a, uh, you know, if a student was taking a course in an out-of-state class for credits. He wants to make sure that those credits, whenever he go, they go back to CCB, uh, get transferred over. So his advice for all students, in case you want to uh, switch majors, a lot of students, he said, hear from word of mouth from other students of what to do when it comes to switching major, when it comes to picking their degrees, everything like that. His best advice is to talk to the facility member and the department so you get a better idea of what you actually want to do. Because word of mouth isn't always the best way. It's not the purest form of information, but talking to a facility member or a counselor will get you exactly where you want to be. No other thoughts, comments, concerns, or? There's not really any concerns. I think if anything, 
I'm very confident just at the community level of uh, the, the, I'm very confident at Bakersfield College's level of helping me out with switching my majors and making sure everything was transferable for major to major. And not only that, but going to CSUB. So this just adds another layer of, of familiarity and a little layer of confidence with the staff at CSUB. Um, I think they really are looking for your best interest. I think that a lot of the resources there are, are there for you to help out too with the facility, with the counselors and the leaders too. They're trying their hardest to make sure that everything you do can transfer towards you graduating with the time you want to graduate. Awesome. Thank you, Joey, for giving us a rundown of your interview with Dr. Tarjan. And at this time, we're going to transition into Presley Jamison's interview with Dodie Hyatt from the NSME program. We just want to know from an advisor's point of view, what it's like for a student to change their major. Well, first off, the important thing is that when, well, like you mentioned about changing your major kind of later, when you change your major, that just can affect your graduation date. And of course, as advisors, as staff, as faculty, uh, we want you to graduate in four years. And sometimes the changing of a major will prolong your time uh, to graduation. That doesn't happen all the time. It depends on where you are in your major but it can have effects, especially uh, I work in NSME, Natural Sciences, Math and Engineering, and there's a lot of prereqs. So a student that changes a major into NSME may actually look be looking at another four years before they can graduate um, because of all the prereqs and things, even though they might have a lot of their general ed done. Um, so that's kind of the reason that <clears throat> it's not the best thing to do to change a major, but I, in my opinion, as an advisor, it is important that you're going after the major that is going to fulfill you in the future. We want you to go out and be productive in a career that works for you. So if you know you're not in the right, going the right direction, it, you should be able to change your major, and we would encourage that as well. In order to change major, though, the important thing is to make sure that you have all the information you need to be successful and complete the degree, know what to expect from the degree. And to do that, you would want to meet with an advisor in that particular school that you're changing your major to. So as you know, we have business and public administration, social sciences and education. We have arts and humanities and natural sciences, math and engineering. Those are the four schools at CSUB. So if you're currently um, an art major, but you want to change your major to um, chemistry, you would want to meet with somebody in NSME so that we could go over the requirements. You know, finding out that you need calculus and lots of chemistry may turn you off right away. But at the same time, that might be what encourages you and interests you and you may want to go for that. So it's important to make a decision on changing your major uh, where you've actually done your research and you know how long it will take you to complete that degree, what the requirements are, what your gen ed requirements are. And um, once you meet with an advisor, we can actually change your major for you. We submit the request and we can get all that done um, as well as go over the requirements for your major and, or for your new major and your general ed. There is a form. Um, the form is available probably on many of our um, student advising center websites on admissions website. The form is not required anymore, but you can still use it. Normally, you would fill out the form, submit it to the department chair of the major that you're changing to. The department chair would uh, sign it and send it on to the admissions office. Um, that's another way that uh, you can change your ma major, but it's really important that you still meet with somebody to make sure you know what the requirements are for your major. 
for your new major? Yeah, because I um, I actually just changed my major about three weeks ago. Uh-huh. And so I changed it from English to um, sociology. And because I, I, I've been at, um, at Bakersfield for, for an entire year now. Mm-hmm. And I've pretty much taken nothing but English classes. And then I actually did sneak a class in there because I really loved the professor. And I, I thought that even though it wasn't going to go towards my my degree, I thought it would be beneficial for me. And so I ended up taking the class. And so when I switched my major, the class that I ended up taking is the only class that <laughs> goes towards my my sociology degree. And so and, and, and I and I spoke with a, an English advisor and then she sent me to a sociology advisor and she she mapped it out for me, like how my next year and a semester are going to look like and it really only added on a semester for me mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, like this and I think that's what I was afraid of is if I change my major how much time is going to be added on and am I going to be able to do this in a reasonable amount of time and so when I found out that it was only a semester I was really excited because I was expecting to have another year and a half added on to there mm-hmm. um, just in case so yeah, that was pretty much the only question that we wanted to ask. Uh, I think it's going to really give students um, a good idea of that advisors not only want to help you, but they want to encourage you and they only want you to be in a profession that is going to make you happy. And so even if you do change it, even if you don't change it, that you guys are really just wanting to help us. And so that makes I know that makes me feel better. And I know a lot of the students who are going to be listening, and that's going to make them feel better, too. And I'm glad that message got across, because I think that is very important for everybody to understand that, you know, we are here to help. We want you to make decisions. We don't we aren't going to make decisions for you, but we just want to give you everything you need to make a a decision on on changing or not changing a major. Thank you for that, Presley. And in closing, I just wanted to emphasize that after listening to all three of those interviews, there was a common theme that each advisor was saying, you shouldn't be afraid to change your major, although there might be slightly different circumstances or extra steps, especially for the NSME uh, program in particular. They still encourage you that if this is something you want to do, like they want you to pursue your passions, and it's their job to make it as seamless as possible. Everyone on the podcast team hopes that this episode was extra informative and helpful for you guys. And as always, stay classy.